You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Paul Kern. Well, we want to welcome you for joining us by live stream or listening by podcast. It's definitely the Christmas season, and we're, we're, we here at Christian Ministries are excited uh, because we love getting to celebrate Jesus because that's what Christmas is all about. We're attending Christmas parties, um, Christmas productions, Christmas plays. Uh, we just had a family gathering last night that we all got together and ate way too much food, and it was a lot of fun seeing family. And of course, watching traditional Christmas movies, right? We all like to do that, and I know a lot of families kind of have certain ones that they enjoy uh, getting to watch together as a family. That's definitely something that we do. And then obviously, all of us trying to get our last minute gift uh, shopping done. And uh, how many of you are actually done? You're done. Wow. I'm envious. How many of you are not done? (laughs) I think there's a few more hands of not done than done. But you know, Christmas is a, it, it always has carried with it the theme of giving gifts. It always has. Christmas has always been a very charitable time of the year. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite movies is, is Scrooge. I love watching Scrooge because I just think Ebenezer Scrooge is really indicative of a person who has encountered the goodness of God and then their life is just dramatically changed as a result of having uh, that encounter. So it's a, it's a time of giving, a time of blessing others. And, and we know that as Christians... The reason that we give is because God gave first, right? You know, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he what? Help me. He gave. He gave the gift of his son, Jesus. He gave us the gift of Christ. And there is no Christmas without Christ. He is the Christ in Christmas, and he is the reason that we, we celebrate. And because we're made in God's image... We, we are to be like him, right? We are to emulate what he does. And, and the fact is, I, I don't think there is any time that we are more like God than when we are giving. Because God is a father who gives good gifts. So the scripture says a lot about that. All good and perfect gifts come down from the father of lights above. So with Christmas almost being here, you know, I, I can't think of a better topic to to preach on, on giving. And I just want to inspire you a little bit this morning and encourage you a little bit this morning to, to be a channel. A channel through which God's blessings can flow. Now, I want you to notice I didn't say a well. I said a channel. And there's a big difference between a well and a, and a channel because a, a lot of people are like wells. They're just holding on to all the things that they have. And, you know, the scripture says when Christ came inside of us, he said, I will be like a spring of living water bubbling up within you. And, and I remember when I was a kid, there was a place that we would go to and, and it was like this, um, it was a pond, but it was, everything in it was dead because there was no inlet source of fresh water coming into it. So this pond was just this dead pond. And I think a lot of people can be like that because they're holding on, they're 
refusing to allow their life to be a, a, a flow, a channel for God to flow through. And the truth is, I think our willingness to give, you know, um, to other people is an answer to their prayer. <clears throat> you know, very few people encounter God through an angelic visit or a burning bush. You know, those are rare moments in history. As a matter of fact, most people are going to encounter God through us being like God, emulating God's nature and God's character in our lives. And, and you know, listen, so much good comes from a willingness to be a channel by which God blesses people. So as I was re reflecting on my message that I've been kind of working on the last couple of weeks, getting ready for my opportunity to get to speak, there were just some things that I jotted down that I saw being a channel does in our lives and does in the lives of other people's. And that's what I wanna share with you a little bit this morning. As a channel of blessing, you reflect God's character. See, when we give to others, they see God's goodness and they see God's generosity. I mean, how other way are we going to be able to see that? I mean, God is spirit, and so God lives in a body now, which is not a tabernacle, it's not a synagogue, it's not a physical temple, he lives inside of us. And so for God to be able to express his goodness, we have to allow his goodness to flow through us to other people. And you know, I've heard it said this statement before, God alone can change the world, but he can't change the world alone. See, he needs us. We're his hands. We're his feet. We are his resource to bless other people. And as the body of Christ, we are literally meant to be that blessing. See, mo most people encounter the Lord and have their needs met through someone who is being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. That, I mean, that's the way it works. We, we hear the Holy Spirit tap us on the shoulder. We feel the nudge of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And that's what prompts us to be a blessing to somebody else. And people need to encounter the goodness of God in their lives. And I think even more so this time of the year, they need to encounter the goodness of God in their lives. Because like Josh said, you know, I, I thought Josh did such a good job when he was stage hosting because one of the things that he mentioned is, you know, for some people... Christmas can carry with it some negative connotations because of how they grew up, maybe some lack that they grew up in, or maybe, maybe there's a loss that you've had in your life just in the last year or two of a loved one or something. That's, that's a difficult thing to have to navigate through, especially if you're having to navigate through that on your own. But like Josh says, you're not on your own. God is with you. But I think it's very, very important for us to recognize that more than anything, God wants to flow through us. God wants to direct his flow of goodness through our lives to other people. And I'm so grateful for people who have been channels of blessing to me. I mean, channels of blessing in my wife and I. I just have so many moments with our church over the 30 plus years that I've been here that my wife and I and our family has been directly affected and blessed because of the generosity and the goodness of other people. And I know there's probably a lot of people here in this room that could say the exact, the exact same thing. So as a channel of blessing, you reflect God's character. Another thing as a channel, you, you'll see no limit to what God can bring your way. 
Listen, if the Lord knows that you can be a trusted steward with his possessions, then why wouldn't God give you more? And I think that's so important for us to understand that, you know, God blessed us for a reason. As a matter of fact, go, go with me to Genesis chapter 12. I want to look at a verse together. I got a few verses that I want to look at together this morning, but Genesis chapter 12 is the first one I want to start with. God um, appears to Abraham and he cuts a covenant with Abraham. And there, there's... <clears throat> There's a promise that God gives him, and then there's a reason behind the promise, okay? And I think sometimes we get focused on the promise and we miss the purpose of the promise because there's always a purpose behind every promise that God gives us. And so here's Abraham, and God appears to him, and he says to him in verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great. That's the promise. But here's the purpose of the promise and we don't wanna read over this. He says, you will be a blessing. And it says all the people of the earth will be a blessing, will be blessed through you. See, God elected Abraham so that Abraham could be a blessing to others. You know, I think when we think of the word election, you know, God's election, we think, okay, well, God elected me so that, you know, I can go to heaven. You know, we think of election like that. Because election has to do with calling, okay? That's what election has to do. It has to do with calling. God chose Abraham, though, not to go somewhere when he died, God chose Abraham to be an individual that he could use by which his goodness and his provision could flow to other people. That was the whole reason that he blessed Abraham. Abraham and his family was meant to be a conduit of blessing to other people. And the story of his descendants became the stage on which God revealed what he is really like through the person of Jesus. Once again, God modeled this for us. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave his most valued, precious possession as a gift to us. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know if y'all do this at your house, but, you know, we have gifts and then we have the gift, the big whopper, right? The big one. And, and it was so interesting, Josh, that you were talking about how um, we have to seek God out, that we have to seek that gift out. It's like God hides himself from us. As a matter of fact, he said that of Job. He said he hid himself from Job. Job sought God out. Job discovered uh, God, and God revealed that treasure of wisdom and, and who God is to him. But one of the things that we've traditionally always done in our house is there's a gift that it's it's a gift that's hidden that you have to seek out. You have to find it. And there's a series of, of poems that rhyme and you have to read them and that leads you to a clue which leads to another clue to another clue that ultimately, and it's always been a fun tradition in our family uh, with our boys growing up. It's something that we've always done. And so the, the whole point of, of Christ coming is so that we would be blessed so that we could in turn, help me, be a blessing. 
that's the whole point. We're meant to be a conduit of God's blessings. You know, I think about a father's heart, and you know, I think about my boys when they were growing up, and just, just my father's heart, I, I love to bless my, ki- my boys. I did. I mean, I just, I love blessing them. I love doing things for them. You know, my son Cole can tell you there's probably many times he's come in from college and got ready to head out and he had a $20 bill stuck in his, in his wallet. I didn't say anything. I just stuck it in there, you know, just, just being that blessing. But, you know, I remember when my boys were growing up and I loved doing things for them. But, you know, I think as a, as a parent, as a father, what motivates you to bless your children is when they're responsible with what you bless them with. You know, when, when you bless them and they're, they're responsible with what you bless them with, what does it make you want to do? It makes you want to bless them more. And I think God's heart toward us is the same way, just as God blessed Abraham and God continued to pour out his blessing on Abraham because Abraham was a conduit by which God blessed other people. A channel is also always left with the residue of what flows through it. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to the Jesseville Country Club. It's called the Shack out here in uh, Hot Springs, on the, on the north end of Hot Springs. Those of you who are watching by uh, live stream or listening by podcast, when you come to Hot Springs, you've got to go to the Jesseville Country Club. You've got to go to the Shack and you get you a milkshake because they have great milkshakes. And every time we go, you know, and get that health food that they have at the shack, it's really not. It's all fried and it's really bad for you, but man, is it good. And so we'll get a hamburger and we'll get a shake. And I always like getting a strawberry shake because I like sucking those chunks of strawberry through my straw. Oh man, it's just so good. We might have to go there Tuesday. They're closed on Monday, by the way, just so you know. So anyway, You know, when that straw goes into that cup and you start sucking that good stuff through that straw, when you're done, residual is always left in the straw. Now, you may not like strawberry milkshakes. You may not like milkshakes. You just insert whatever it is that you like to suck through a straw. But as the good stuff flows through the straw, there's always residual left. And in the same way, as we act as a channel of blessing for God, there's going to be residual. God's going to see to it. Because see, that's his promise. I'm going to bless you so that you might what? Be a blessing. Well, the only way that you can be a blessing is you have to have blessings. Right? So, so there's residual. As you obey and give selflessly... God will see to it that you're blessed in the process. It's just the way it works. Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Listen to this. For it is more blessed to give than to help me receive. It's fun to give. I mean, I love giving. There's... There's nothing that is a better feeling than being a giver. It's, it's just a great feeling. You know, I remember when I was um, really just kind of starting out in my walk with the Lord, I heard some of the old-time 
Christian people say, and some of y'all may have heard this statement, you can't outgive God. How many of y'all ever heard that? You can't outgive God. Well, you know, when I first heard that, I thought, well, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> or not. Uh, and, and I thought, well, that's probably just the way they're trying to get me to tithe or get, or get me to give, put some money in the plate. You know, you can't outgive God. Well, then, you know, as God was beginning to challenge me, and Josh mentioned this in the tithe and offering this morning, early on in my Christian walk, you know, God began to challenge me in, in the tithe and the offering, and he was wanting to establish that in my life, once again, because God wanted to bless me, right? And, and so I, I remember two or three pastors and leaders who used that statement, you can't outgive God, and I thought to myself, well, you know, these are godly people, they're, they're blessed people, and this is what they're telling me, maybe I need to believe them. And so I just began to put that to the test, and I just began to give beyond my 10%. I, I began to give beyond what God asked me to give. And church, I'm telling you, you know, over 30 years now, my wife and I have been faithful tithers, and I can truly say, you can't outgive God. You just can't. I mean, it, it is, you guys remember when Jesus multiplied the fish and the loaves? It's just like that. It's, it's just exactly like that. Because I've looked at the amount of money that I made in a year, and then I looked at the things that I got to do and the things that I gave away, and when you add that up, it doesn't make any sense. But you see, God multiplies and God blesses because he's always going to make sure that there's residual. The Bible has a lot to say about the benefits of being a channel of blessing. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it talks about how there's a harvest on the way for every seed of generosity that you sow. Listen to this. It says, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide an increase of your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. See, that's the promise of God. In Philippians 4.19, it talks about as you act as a conduit of blessing, all your needs will be met. Listen to this. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs according to his glorious riches, which have been given to you through Christ Jesus. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it talks about how in your giving, God will make sure you have an abundance in the future for you to be able to give. It says, listen to this, you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives what? Help me, cheerfully, cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Well, that's where the old timers got the statement, you can't outgive God because you simply can't. And then lastly, in Malachi chapter 3, the Bible says the devourer will be rebuked off of your life. It says, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and the vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. So obviously we transpose that truth 
you know, into our own lives, because maybe not be, you know, growing grapes or anything right now in your life, but obviously that transposes into your life, into your financial area of your life. Another thing that I want to point out is that as a channel, your generosity inspires other people to give. Okay, so why do we have Christmas? Why are we here? Why do we give gifts? Why do we gather together and give gifts? Well, because we were inspired by our Father, God in heaven, who gave the first gift, his son Jesus, and so that inspired each one of us in turn to do the exact same thing. See, our actions affect others around us. And I I just want to say this to the parents in the room today because I think this is really important for you to hear and understand, especially those of you who are raising your young children. I think it's very important for your kids to see you being a channel of blessing to other people. Very important. You know, I I, um, think it's important that because I give a lot and, and, you know, my kids didn't know anything about my giving, but then there were times as a family we would give and I think it's very important for them to see that happening because what you do will inspire them. You know, my son Cole, he's in from college right now and a few years ago, I remember making this statement to him and I don't know if he'll remember this or not, but I remember making this statement to him. I said, you know, Cole... um, you might be a little upset with me when I die because you're not going to get as much as you could have because I've given a lot of it away. And his response to me was what every dad wants to hear. It was just great. He said, Dad, that's the one thing I admire about you, and that's the very thing that I want to emulate. And I think every parent wants to hear that said, not, well, I can't believe you're giving all of it away. You know, don't give it away. You know, that greed controlling your life, that stinginess controlling your life, that's not how we want to raise our children. And because God gave us Jesus, the tradition of giving at Christmas is here, and I think that's what makes Christmas a very charitable time of the year. We inspire other people to give when we give. As a matter of fact, I think as a parent, Probably the two most valuable things that you can leave your children isn't necessarily a physical possession. I think the two greatest things that you can leave your children, number one, is a work ethic, and number two, is a generous heart. I think those two things are so vital and so important that you sow into the heart of your children. And I've tried to do that in my life as I raised my children. Over the years, um, I've partnered with a lot of people in our church, and some of you guys are here, and you're, you're going to know what I'm talking about because we've done this two or three times over the years. But it's just fun to be a blessing. It's fun to be a channel of giving. And there's been times where I've partnered with some of the men in our church, and we would have other young men or young women who had a real need in their life. Maybe they came from a family, and they just didn't have much at all, and they had real needs. And there's been several times that we've partnered together and given a vehicle to a young person in our church to help them be able to go to college, to be able to go to school. And it's just an awesome, fun thing to get to be involved in. Not only were they blessed, but we were blessed. 
you know, looking at the, the joy on their face and the surprise in their eyes and the tears running down their cheek because of the gratitude that they had for what they were given. There, I mean, there's no amount of money that can pay you to have that feeling of being able to bless other people. And that's why the scripture does say it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Now, obviously, we need to be wise when we give and we need to be led by the Holy Spirit when we give. I'm not about enabling laziness and I'm certainly not about enabling apathy. The scripture's very clear, if you don't work, you don't eat. So I, I wanna be wise. When we give, we pray over it. We listen to the Holy Spirit. The scripture talked about, you know, don't be a compulsive giver, you know, but you, you pray over it and then you're a cheerful giver and you can be a blessing to other people. But when we act in obedience, the Holy Spirit uses us to be a blessing in people's lives. Man, I remember when my wife and I, we were a young married couple, and you know, young married couples, when you first get married, you don't have a lot. You just don't. I mean, things are really, really tight. You, you, lots of times, you, you know, when you're first starting out, you don't have the best paying jobs and you're trying to make ends meet. And, you know, a lot of young couples, you know, one may be working and the other one's in college. That's, we've seen that situation many, many times. So we just didn't have a whole lot. We, we were really tried to be careful with what we had. And I can't tell you the number of times that Angela and I were blessed by people in our church, in our ministry that, that gave to us financially to bless us. And we're so grateful for people that God used to bless us. In other words, literally, they were the hands and feet and provision of the Lord in our life. Well, because of what others did for us, it inspired us to become those kinds of people. You know, I remember that, you know, when I was, well, let's see, probably around my mid-20s when her and I first started going out, and then I was almost 27 when we got married and we were young. But I remember people doing things for us. And I remember in my mind saying to myself, one day, one day, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be that person who blesses other people. And God's been so faithful to make sure that because we have given to others, he's blessed us with more to be able to give to others. Now, on a more practical side, you know, I, I'm going to share an event that happened. And I believe it was Alvin Anderson, our missionary from Honduras, when we first partnered with him. Now, this was many, many years ago, and of course, I was a lot younger. But I remember Alvin Anderson coming to our church, and, and he works with, with orphanages, and, you know, he's planted many churches, but one of the main things that he does is he works with orphanages and little children, and and man, I've been to Honduras two or three times with Alvin, and you know, I've gone out in the streets of, of the capital there with him at night. I remember one of my first trips with him. We, um, it was probably about, oh, 9, 30 or 10 o'clock at night, and he pulled through this little grocery store, and he said, I'll be right back, and he went in, and he came out, and he, and he came out with a couple, three bags of hamburger buns and a big old... Uh, thing of sour cream 
And I was thinking, I don't know what in the world he's doing. And so he handed it all to me and he gave me a plastic knife and he said, start putting sour cream and make sandwiches, sour cream sandwiches. And I was thinking, a sour cream sandwich? I mean, I like sour cream, but I don't know about a sandwich. And, and I said, Alvin, why are we doing sour cream? He said, well, that's all they had. He said, but these kids will eat anything. They're starving. And I thought, okay, we're about to go somewhere. So I got sour cream spread on all these buns as we were traveling. And we went back behind this building, back into this dark. I mean, it, you couldn't hardly see anything. It was so dark. And it was probably, by now, it was probably 1030 at night. And when we pulled up, Alvin honked the horn. And he got out. And I, I mean, all of a the sudden, these kids start coming out of the darkness. I mean, they're crawling out of corners and coming out of boxes, and they're coming, and they're saying, Poppy, 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 Poppy. And so it, it was really an overwhelming moment for me, you know, because a lot of them had these little um, Gerber baby jars, and they, they, put glue, they were empty, but they put glue in them, and they kind of had the lid tilted up, and they were breathing that glue. And I was asking, Alvin, why are they doing this? He said, well, they're so hungry. This, this curves their hunger pains. He said, plus they're just addicted to it now. They're di addicted to the chemical of the glue. And it just broke my heart, you know, to see that. Well, you know, we, that, that trip for me was a very powerful moment in my life and I, that's why I think every young person or any Christian needs to go on a missions trip and just see that kind of poverty <clears throat> because to this day I mean it's just woo, it's a, a powerful thing so I remember when Alvin was here and I first kind of got a glimpse of that he had pictures up on the screen he, he was showing these little kids and he was saying you know, a lot of these children, they get one tortilla to eat every other day. And I started thinking about my children and how weak they would be if they only got a tortilla every other day. And I started thinking about, you know, my kids only getting a tortilla to eat every other day. Well, it really, it moved on me to want to give, but I, did, I really didn't have a lot to give. But in that moment, once again, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I said to myself, I said, I will never be in a position again where somebody has a need and I am unable to fulfill it because God wants me to, to be that channel of blessing. So that uh, following Friday, after he was here, I took my paycheck and I went to the bank and I opened up an account and I called it Seed. And for years, I've had this account seed. And every paycheck, I put money in that account. And I can't tell you the, the countless times that my wife and I have been able to minister to and be a channel of blessing to other people because we've been intentional about making sure that we have a, a reservoir available to us when the need arises to either help buy a car, put tires on somebody's vehicle, pay a bill, buy groceries, just bless them financially because God has called us to be a channel of giving. And so being a channel is a powerful thing. 
You know, lastly, I, I think, and, and this is a really important one too, a channel frees you from being greedy and it frees you from falling into worry. Now, once again, being in the ministry and counseling to people and talking to people, you know, I've, I've counseled a lot of people who, who worry a lot. They worry about their future. They worry about their children's education. They worry about it, whether, you know, they're going to get a good paying job. They worry if they're going to be able to meet their ends. They, they, they're concerned about things. And, and one of the things that worry and fear will do, it'll make you stingy. It'll make you a well. It'll make you hold on to what you have. And so I've experienced this with people. But see, listen, when you are a channel for giving, it affects you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. It's very freeing. It literally sets you free from being a stingy, greedy person. It, lit it literally sets you free from worry, okay? I honestly don't worry a lot about finances. My, it's kind of been a running joke with my wife and I. You know, well, what, what about this? What about this? And the, the thing I would always tell my wife, and it kind of irritated her in the early years, I said, babe, it's all going to be all right. And then I'd say, okay, God, you got to make sure it's all right. You know, I just... I, but I just, that's how I felt because I read the promise. And I knew I was a descendant of that promise through Christ. God told Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing. Well, I'm a child spiritually of that seed through Christ. And therefore, I know that God blessed me so that I might be a blessing. So guess what, church? We don't have to worry. We don't have to fall into faithless worry. We don't have to be greedy. No, 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 no. God is going to meet your need. And when you're a tither and you're a giver, you can have the confidence of knowing the scripture will be fulfilled on your behalf. It says he gives seed to the sower and bread to eat. Now that's a simplification of, of a statement, but the point is, is that your needs are going to be met. And if you're a young adult in here today, I want to especially encourage you to work on giving yourself to being obedient and faithful to tithing. It is the most powerful thing that you can do in your life as far as the provision of God to be available to you and for you to be able to bless other people. Now, it's hard to learn, it's not easy, because especially if you're working a part-time job, you're a young person, you don't have a lot of money, you're working a part-time job, it's easy for you to say, well, I don't have any money, okay? But if you'll get a hold of the principle of sowing and reaping and you'll understand the power of tithing and giving your offering, you will, listen, you will always have money to bless people with. God will see to it. This was a big faith step and an obedient step for me when I was a young adult. But now I have 20-20 hindsight. And I can look back and I can honestly say, just like all those old timers used to tell me when I was young, you can't outgive God. Listen to me. You can't outgive God. 
It's impossible for you to do so. You know, as Christmas time is here and God's love has been poured out upon us, I want to encourage us all to reflect on the great gift of Jesus. Man, just so thankful that Jesus left his throne in heaven to be enthroned here on the earth with us. And, and God validated his love for us. He literally validated it by giving proof of his love. And the proof of his love was the fact that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be here with us. And as we're nearing Christmas, I wanna encourage our church and those listening by our different social media avenues that this Christmas season, I want you to be aware of the needs around you. Especially young adults, don't just make it about you. Don't just make it about you. Even, even you young ones here that don't have a job and you don't even have money. Listen, there are all kinds of creative ideas. Get your crayons out. You draw a card. It doesn't cost anything. Your, your parents probably have money at the home. You draw a card. Some of you that are younger and, and you know how to write and you, you've been taught, write a little letter to your mom and dad. Write a letter to your grandparents. You know, there are things that you can do. You can make things. I mean, get your glue out. Get your colors out. You can make things and bless other people. And parents, I think it's very important for you to encourage your children to do that. We got to get giving in the heart of our kids. We were never meant to hold our blessings. We were never meant to be a well. God created us to be a channel by which his blessings can flow. Acts of service, encouraging cards, text, conversations, just the giving of quality time. Just quality time. Financial blessings, they're all a part of being a channel of blessing. On behalf of Christian Ministries Church, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for our church. This church is a giving church. Our pastor always says, we don't go into debt. We pay for everything that we do. We, we don't run debt here in our ministry. And the reason that we don't is because we have people here who understand what it means to be a channel of giving. And we've been able to do all that we do. And we're going to continue to do more and more and more and reach more and more people and be a blessing and carry on the legacy of the life of Jesus Christ because of your faithful giving each and every week. I want to say on behalf of Christian Ministries, Merry Christmas. God bless you and have a happy new year. Stand with me this morning. Let's give God a hand clap. Father, we thank you today. We praise you for Jesus. We thank you for the greatest gift, Lord, that you've ever given. God, I pray that you go before us this week as our families and our church travel and go see family, watch over them, Lord, protect them. God, help us to reflect Jesus in all that we do. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. God bless you. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.